Welcome aboard to the Thursday edition of Locked On NHL with your hosts from the Stanley Cup final. Locked On Lightning, Mr. Adam Denker. I am Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche. And on today's Thursday episode, which we are finally back for, the Stanley Cup is over. We all know how that went. Uh, and Adam and I are back on our Thursday time slot. A little bit late for uh, right. the Thursday night, but we're we're here. We got some things to talk about. We are going to talk about that Stanley Cup. I know it's a few days removed, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who want to move on from that. But because we just happened to host the Thursday episode and both our teams are in it, we're going to kind of give a summary of how it all went down and how we're feeling and how things are going with the Avalanche just uh, finishing up their parade today, which was pretty much out of control, but entertaining. Uh, we have a Kevin Fiala trade to get to and a coach from Mr. Denker's Locked On Lightning uh, has been hired. Where did he go? And you know what? I said I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to. Because the locked, or because the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, we're starting with their graphic instead of the Locked On NHL. Oh. Here we go. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Locked On NHL is now uh locked on avalanche just for today no it's not were you saying something because you were you were muted when you were trying to talk i'm so sick of that intro <laughs> I'm, I'm over it i'm over it well the funny thing is like when we were doing crossovers uh we had like a deal that you know whoever won would kind of like be the the host and that intro would run and the way that things kind of lined up you only got to really run your intro one, one time yeah so i feel i kind of feel bad about that it's I, upsetting I but uh, welcome to the Thursday edition of Locked On NHL, everybody. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Uh, and like we said in the intro on today's episode, we're going to discuss that final between my team and his team and uh, a lot of other things to get to. Coaching higher, trades going down. It, you know, The offseason has picked up immediately, and yeah. you don't have a lot of time. It's a little bit shorter offseason. So um, let's get to the Stanley Cup, man, because that's still fresh in everybody's minds. Uh, I'll let you go first. The the Avalanche prevent the the Tampa Bay Lightning from hanging that dynasty label on themselves. Um, how are things going in Tampa Land right now? Uh, well, first of all, congratulations. And second of all, the dynasty is not over. I did so know? much for it. So, I, as, you know. as as Stephen Stamkos said in his exit interview, we're not done. You know, this doesn't mean you know. Yeah, winning- that's a good point. We're not, you know, I, and I think in today's salary cap NHL, I think we have to look at dynasty a certain way. Um, you know, we look at the Blackhawks and the Penguins as somewhat dynasty, especially those Blackhawks teams. And, and they won what, like one every other year or something like that. Something they pulled the San Francisco Giants sort of. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think like obviously it's disappointing. And I think a lot of Lightning fans are disappointed, but we're not like heartbroken over it just because we the, the team won two in a row uh in yeah, right. two of the probably the most intense nhl postseasons in the last 100 years or so uh and and you know there's a i think we're more excited for the offseason i think with a lot of the moves that need to be made a lot of the players that you might see going um you know 
there's a lot of excitement and enthusiasm around some of the moves that the, the front office is going to make and, and throwing it at you. What, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, I mean, we've only, we've only been known each other for, for the NHL part where mm-hmm. I've been on cloud nine and now the roles yeah. are reversed. So what are you, what are you feeling like? Because usually we handle things and, and a lot of the people that are maybe hopping on the show for the first time and listening to us, whether it be during this postseason or just this year, I'm usually very, very insufferable over the last two years. Whereas it, it seems like Chris, at least uh, here and there, has been able to have some sort of humility during this championship uh-huh. run. Uh, but yeah, how are you feeling with all of this? I mean, when you haven't won it in 21 years, like you're, you're gonna, <laughs> you know, have a little bit of of fun gloating about it. Um, I mean, we, you know, we've been talking ever since we got hooked up with Locked On that. Uh, it, it would be fun if both our teams were in the cup final and then it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was enjoyable. And I, for me, I told Kyle this on, on our show, you know, be, this one right here, you're not going to have this specific feeling if they do it again next year, or if they do yeah. it again in, in two or three years, you know what I mean? Like there was such a big gap between championships, yeah. you know, People were born and are now legally able to drink in the time frame that the Avalanche won their last one to this one. So you 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 know how you felt. Well, I mean, the Lightning. When was when was one the one they won before? What year oh, was four. that? Oh four. Okay, so that, and technically, that's technically good amount. Of- and technically, they were champions for two years because the lockout was the next year. So you know, oh, that's Lightning some antics, man. Wow, <laughs> wow. But um, I, you know, but but when you go that long, like that feeling, you 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 just forget how it feels to to win a championship. So yeah, um, how you if if the Lightning had won a third in a row, I mean, it's just I think inevitable that you're still going to have excitement. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong; it's it's the best trophy in sports. But how you felt on the first one, it's not how you're going to feel on the third one, especially in a row. After the third one, you're going to feel like we're invincible. Yeah. You know, like, it, we, it, like we, so I, how they are right now, how Avalanche fans are right now, yeah. their, their heads are in the cloud right now and they have every reason to be. This, this team was, was the, the favorite or one of the favorites yeah. uh, going into the, the regular season and so much weight on their shoulders because of what happened in playoffs past in the past few years. And for them to to overcome it and win, um, so much of that pressure and that weight is off of them now. And I'm really looking forward to next year because they're not going to be playing with that, like, what if we don't mentality. Now they can just go out and play. I'm not saying they didn't, but it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch them follow this up, knowing that we we should. It's going to be a different team. They have a lot of unrestricteds, uh, but, you know, the core is still together. So uh, I'm looking forward to next year already. Well, I, I, we were texting back and forth the other night. I told you the first one is the hardest one to win out of the two. So, you know, now you guys mm-hmm. have a ton of momentum. You know, I even even if you don't aren't able to sign half of the guys that are coming off the books this postseason, I mean, this this offseason, uh, whoever you bring in is going to be able to to ease in, you know, because there's not that, that, that pressure of I'm the new guy. I've got to help this team win a championship for the first time in X amount of years. Now it's just yeah. like, all right. Like these guys know what to do. Let me let me just kind of lean on them a bit and just ride the gravy train. So you're in a you're in a perfect spot. I think you know a lot of people like to keep championship championship teams together. I saw with last year at least when the Lightning were going for their second in a row that the new guys were able to settle in a lot faster just because yeah. 
there wasn't that added pressure and, and the confidence level was high up. And you also have that not as much fatigue as we saw. You kind of had the same group this year with Tampa uh, to some degree, except for a couple of faces. But, you know, there's also that as well, where you kind of get a yeah. refreshed group of talented players coming in ready to roll. So you're in a prime spot right now. I And, and yeah. the, the listen, I mean, you guys, it, it wasn't like a lot can be made about the the officiating in this series. But at the end of the day, you guys were just talented we're just way more talented on the ice and and when it mattered uh you know that that mm. third period you i was listening to your show the other day when i was uh stuck on uh, when i was a victim to the mta uh incompetence here on the subway <laughs> and and you you made a good point that um i mean you were talking about it and and i try to straight straight away from this on my show but that third period man i mean after the way you guys shut them shut the lightning down in the first 10 minutes I mean, at that point, I was not even mad. Like, I just knew that there's no way this Lightning team's going to be able to get anything going. Uh, And and especially now with all the injuries coming to light, it makes a lot more sense that, you know, if the Lightning weren't going to get anything done in the first 10, then, you know, the game was pretty much over by then. Hmm. Yeah, um, it was. It was a third period that they just went on lockdown. It was was great. I mean, if you're an Avalanche fan, it it was fun to watch, but... Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the questions for the abs are obviously in the free agents, namely Nazem Kadri, um, who's going to kind of overpay to go get him. There's going to be teams out there that do. I think um, they really want to bring back Val Nechuskin, and I think that they will. Um, and then, you know, even in your restrictions with our, our Terry Lekkinen, like he he had a yeah. – he was – you know, that was a great pickup for, for yeah. Joe Sackick. And his other pickup in Josh Manson, he's an unrestricted free agent – I just don't anticipate him staying around. So it's one of those things where it's like these moves that he made ended up in what you want it to end up with, which is a Stanley Cup. And now those pieces might be going in different directions. You're going to yeah. hang on to a couple of them, but I don't know if you're going to hang on to all of them. And, and you might even have – you might. Yeah. might. And did you notice Eric Johnson took a few laps around the Tampa rink by himself yeah. like an hour or so after everybody had left? Yeah, that's a little bit telling to me. You know, yeah. he's got one more year left on his contract. If he retires at six million dollars, that comes off the books that goes into their their cap. Um, and and that only helps them maybe sign somebody you can throw an extra million or something to Nazem Kadri. So could, uh, could also it'll be an be, eventful, eventful offseason yeah. for them. Could also be uh, a door opener, and, and I know my listeners are going to hate this, and, and then mm-hmm. jump on to something else. But could be also a door opener for Andre Palat. You know, if he's unable, uh, who, who becomes a UFA, you know, uh, he's looking I, maybe I, towards out Colorado and saying, "I thought you I, were going to say the uh, you you put up a screenshot of someone who wants to get rid of Vasilevsky already." Like, oh, well, we'll address like, it at the end of the show because I have <laughs> I have I have thoughts on that, but. Yeah, the lightning with that as well. They have a lot of decisions to make. Uh, you know, I, of course, there was one person on Twitter that thinks that the lightning should trade Vasilevsky, but that's the whole, the whole other conversation for later it's, in the show. But there, there's there. The news broke today that the lightning are actively speaking with Ryan McDonough to work out a deal to possibly trade him to clear up some cap space. Yeah. Uh, Alex Kalorn might be leaving. You have Gian Ruda as a UFA. You have Andre Palat as a UFA, and you have Nick Paul as well. So just a lot of quality guys, some guys that I wouldn't mind if they let walk and some other guys that, you know, need to make necessarily moves to either mm-hmm. keep them or, or you know, give them away for some assets. So 
listen, both teams that are at the peak of their powers right now in the NHL. And it's, it's so funny how they both have the same issues. You know, we're, we're not talking about a team who won the cup and they have all this cap room to play with. Now it's just mm. like, how can they keep the talent together instead of trying to improve themselves? Off season is here and yep. uh, it's going to be fun for both these teams and, and so many other teams. Um, but uh, you know, we, we wanted to talk about it and kind of put a bow on it for for us because we didn't do a crossover after the Stanley Cup was over. So uh, we're using the Locked On NHL vehicle to do that for now. And and why not? You know, it's it's the greatest trophy in sports and people kind of talk about it for a while. And because there are teams, ironically, um, we had to talk about it. And like I said on, on my show, I think we did it on the crossover. I'm just happy that there's a different champ in the locked on world when it comes to the NHL. And it's not just solely Adam Denker because it has been, it has been. So thank you for passing the mantle, sir. I appreciate that. Just, just keep it warm until next year. I'll I'll come grab it back from here. All right. We're going to hear from bet online and then get into a trade that we had kind of a big one. So bet online.net, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including the major league baseball season, which when's the all-star game for that? Isn't that second week of July? So that's coming up. So you can probably put some scratch on a home run derby. I'm assuming is uh, they haven't announced those guys yet. Have they? No, but I would I would assume Pete Alonso, maybe some Aaron Judge action. Hey, Judge is going to do it. I don't know. Guys like him, they do it once, they win it, and they never do it again. Maybe Otani. Maybe Otani's going to pitch to himself in the home run derby. So definitely put some scratch you, you on that. You probably go bet on that if you want. Yeah. To. Uh, it's your continued source for all of your sporting wager information, including live betting and esports. And betonline.net remains your best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today to use your mo- or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. It's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. A trade which happened uh, between the Minnesota Wild and Los Angeles Kings that sent the, the big name in this deal is Kevin Fiala to the Los Angeles Kings. And I was... It's funny, man, because like when your team's in in the Stanley Cup final, you kind of tune out everything else that's going on around the league, which normally I'm always involved with everything that's going on around the league. But I was just like in I was in so much Stanley Cup mode. I wasn't as in tune to what was going on with, uh, you know, like coaching hires and stuff like that. Uh, But I was hearing, you know, rumblings of this, but I never heard the the Kings. I was hearing Ottawa as one team. And there was another team I was hearing a lot of, and I can't remember who it was, so I don't want to just guess and be wrong. Um, but I, I, Ottawa was the team I kept hearing was like the front runner to get yeah. him. And then I don't know if the Kings just came out of nowhere or if they were always involved in this, but uh, just kind of reading some people's <laughs> posts, seems like it was a little bit of a surprise. And then they immediately signed him to a seven-year deal. Yeah, uh, you know, I think this is a great trade for the Kings. Obviously, they have a good group of, of young players that are, are ready to compete. Uh, and then adding Kevin Fiala, who, by the way, has skyrocketed to one of my favorite players in the league uh, this year just because I drafted him late in my NHL fantasy draft, and he made me look like a genius. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and 
Yeah, he 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 had a fantastic season this year. Thirty three goals and eighty five points, and only twenty five years old. And, and it was kind of you kind of got the feeling. Uh, and I'm sure you know this better than I do, being in the Western Conference, that the Wild weren't going to pony up the money. Uh, that's just not something they do uh, out there. And and so he got seven years, 55 mil, uh, deservingly so. And and now he's on a team where he could be the guy, and and but not have to do too much to to help that team succeed. Whereas kind of with the Wild, you know, he was kind of doing pretty much everything just to keep them in games at certain points. But um, yeah, no, this was a good trade. I, I was probably I was as shocked as you were when I heard the Kings were involved. I heard somewhere from from a friend of mine who who's somewhat in the know. They were saying Washington was trying to cheap its way mm-hmm. out and to get into that, but I didn't. I can't see Washington be able to pay his salary. But how does this change, if at all? How does this change the landscape of the Western Conference? I mean, the Kings got better. That's for yeah. sure. You know what I mean? And and I think it's a smart move by the, the Kings are, are kind of, and they've somewhat admitted this, like they were taking a page out of the avalanche playbook on how to turn things around relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, but the avalanche real, I'm trying to write. I don't think they ever really did anything like this. You know what I mean? They, they made some trade, they traded for Kadri, but you know, um, he was going to be their second line center from the, 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 day that they got them um but the ads like built through the draft made some smart trades and that's kind of what they they really like just solidified their their minor league system basically and and that's kind of what la was doing and they drafted well so far and they make a move like this half after having the season that they had last year where they really overachieved and made the playoffs which nobody thought that they were going to do um they they're kind of saying okay like we can't go backwards now, so we yeah. can't sit still, and that means making a move like this. And um, yeah, you have I'm reading right now on NHL.com, and Bill Guerin pretty much said he knew he was going to have to trade him. Yeah. Um, they had him on a one year deal last year to avoid arbitration, and he said <clears throat> he knew he was going to have to trade him. He said, "Yes, I did." He had an 85. He had 85 points. The kid uh, is a great player. We don't have the cap space. Honestly, to keep him, we'd have to trade three guys or two guys and deplete our team even more. So I think they're just – they clearly don't want to do it, uh, but they had to. And, yeah, you know, the Kings are – are. I mean, they were legit anyway, and, and to do something like this – and this is the start of – we haven't even got the free agency yet. Yeah. I don't know what their cap – let me bring up their caps. Uh, and, and while you're looking that up, I'm, I'm yeah. curious as to, you know, any Wild fans out there, I'm, I'm sure you're disappointed with letting Kevin Fiala go. But, you know, we've spoken about it a little mm. bit here on Locked on NHL. Um, the Wild, they, they it always seems like they have a team to, to a, a good base to, to be competitive, mm-hmm. and they never want to take that next step. And, and 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 I'm sure as a Wild fan, and, and I've spoken briefly with Seth Tuple of Locked On Wild, and and if I I would I can't wait to hear the episode that he puts out talking about this because I'm sure he's going to have some probably not think, nice things to say. Yeah. But I I would imagine this is immensely frustrating for for Wild fans where it seemed there for like a little bit that you things were starting to trend in the right direction. You got a new GM. He was starting to make some really good moves. Uh, Kaprizov is the face of the franchise. And then you trade yeah. one of your, and then you trade away one of your top players. Yeah, you got some nice pieces in it, but you trade them away, essentially saying, 
you know, we don't want to keep this guy around because we don't want to pay him. Like, and I understand you, you want to kind of start from scratch there, but in a way also, I look at it, if I was a wild fan, you're sort of wasting the early years of Kaprizov and imagine those two guys, Fiala and Kaprizov on this team and building this wild team in the West around those two guys. So I'm on uh, the Kings cap friendly. It's interesting for them. And like they, they have, I'll round up a hundred thousand dollars to $12 million. They have $12 million in cap space. Um, But they need to sign seven guys to fill out a roster. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, it obviously can be done. I think, you know, your big guys are signed. So it's not like you have any, let me, if there's any um, big names that are are out there. All Um, right. Well, well, put on no. your GM, GM, put on your GM cap right for for a minute, Chris, uh, because mm-hmm. you're more familiar with the West and and you're more familiar with the Kings than I am. If you're the Kings GM right now, with having that number in mind, where do you go next? Where where are your needs that you know you need to fill up? I mean, because Ante Kopitar is still pretty effective out there. You have you have a good couple of first lines out there. Uh, Quentin Byfield is starting to come into his own. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Quick, I think you still have a couple of good years out of him before you really have to consider maybe doing the the goalie shuffle out there in LA. But where do you go from there? Are you going out for a D man? Are you are you are you yeah. kind of trying? Are you trying to? Well, here's my thing because I look at this Kings team, and and I really think about what what can I do in the offseason to to improve us, obviously. And I always look, at least for me, I look at the Drew Doughty contract and think, if this wasn't on the books, what could we do with this? And obviously, there's not going to be a team out there that's going to be crazy enough to pick up this contract. But what what is the biggest obstacle for the Kings, at least in free agency, to kind of take that next next step after getting Kevin Fiala? Well, you look at their you, you touched on it, is their defense. Yeah. Um, they you know a lot of their their free agents on the forward end are all restricted yeah. um the only one that's not is uh Anthony Zehu. he's the only one that's not he's unrestricted everybody else is restricted so you can kind of sign those i mean you're going to be able to sign those guys it should be um i don't see anybody that's really going to soak up a ton um on the defensive end it's it's, it's pretty slim yeah. <laughs> it's pretty slim for the the kings on the defensive side um wow i mean there, there's four guys signed three of them are less than nine hundred thousand dollars a year so yeah. that that's a young and here's the ages 21 21 23 and then you have matt roy who's at 27 so that's a young defensive core so they they do they need to find somebody but you're you're really not going to have a lot of money to do that so i mean they're good and they'll get like these restricted free agents to kind of you know fleshed out and signed, yeah. but I don't I don't see them making another big move. So um, I mean, this is really the first time I'm looking at their cap situation after the season's over, and I think that's going to be the talking point going into next year for them. Yeah, this is going to be tough. Yeah, and and I'm looking at their prospect list. Uh, this is via NHLRumors.com. This was the most updated list I could find. And they do have Brant Clark, but a uh, defenseman from the OHL, but he is 18. So obviously that's kind of not on in the cards right now for them. But you do have Sean Dersey, 
uh, from the Ontario reign in the NHL, six foot, six feet, 185 pounds, 23 years old. So, you know, maybe this is where if you're the Kings, you kind of look within the organization and say, why don't we give the young kids a try at the defensive level? And yeah, that could be a little risky having a lot of young guys on the back end. Uh, mm. But you that's why you keep the cap space, because you could always at least make that move during the regular season to pick up a vet or two. Here's the other thing that's an issue. You have Drew Doughty. Yeah. On is he on LTIR or just IR? Well, let's just okay. call it what it He's is. Just on it's, IR. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. The worst contract in the NHL. It's tough, it's man. Yeah. That's a tough one. He's soaking up eleven mil per until twenty twenty seven. Unbelievable. Uh, and I've I've always liked Drew Doughty. Yeah. I've always liked that guy, but man, that that's gonna be a tough contract as the years go on. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Kings and the Wilds. You're right with the Wild. They always seem to be there, though. They always seem to figure things out and, and, and be in the mix as the season progresses. So, all right. Uh, what else we got? We have one of your assistants is no longer there yeah. with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Let me bring up the article. Who, who, tell me about this guy. He's an assistant that is going to the Detroit Red Wings. And it's kind of uh, like some home cooking, if you ask me, for the for the wings. Yeah, Derek Lalonde, uh, he's been the assistant with the Lightning for the last couple of years now, and and a lot of people are taking no, no, you know, no credit away from John Cooper, who's done a fabulous job with the Lightning. But you always feel, and, and at least you know, for for me, who you know, I watch this team on a nightly basis, so I, I see a lot more. It, you kind of see if you've watched the Lightning game. Um, especially in the nitty gritty moments of, of games, tough games. Um, John Cooper always kind of leans on Derek Lalonde. You always see Derek Lalonde in the huddle, drawing up plays between timeouts, between whistles. Um, and, and this was not a shock though. This was kind of something that as lightning fans, uh, they, they should not feel any sort of surprisement because uh, this is a Steve Yzerman guy. He was with the lightning when Steve uh-huh. Yzerman was the GM uh, Derek Lalonde's name has been floated over the last couple of years as someone who's probably going to be a head coach at some point in the NHL. Uh, this is his first NHL gig. He's had coaching stints in the AHL, the ECHL, the USHL. Uh, so obviously the show is a little bit different, but uh, he's very deserving of a role. And uh, I think that Red Wing fans are should be very excited. You're going to get a guy who's just as well-rounded and, and very high-minded as John Cooper, who also is going to be able to mold his system to what Steve Yzerman wants since there's that familiarity. I mean, I can't fault them for hiring a first time head coach because look where it's gotten the avalanche. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and he and Bednar was in, in the AHL. Yeah. So, you know, they plucked him from that. You know, here's a guy that's been on the bench with Cooper and this is what happens. You know I mean, you have, you have good teams who have good runs and, you know, other teams start plucking the assistants away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and know I, or admit that I know anything about him. I really don't, but you kind of have to trust what Iserman's doing up there. Um, and I, you feel like he's going to have a good career up there. I mean, you would have, I mean, they're, they're set up to, they're progressing a little bit slower than a team like we were just talking about in the Kings. Yeah. But I think people are happy with their progress. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the guy that they need to just, you know, get them over them, bring in a different face, bring in a different system. 
Um, I'm sure Eisenman looked at the the talent he has and said, who's the best guy I can can bring in to capitalize on this? Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to look at it and say, like, well, you know, just because he was there when when Eisenman was there and he hired him and that's they're going to look at it. I don't think Eisenman's going to do that just to hire a buddy of his. I think he's going to hire right. the right guy and he probably got him. Well, I think I think the the one thing that Lalonde brings because we're always hearing these conversations. Uh, can this guy come in and, and relate to the youth that's on the team, or can this guy be able to to rally the vets around to really be the leaders on this team? And and Lalonde has had a mix of that over the last few years with the Lightning, young with the old, the the, the inexperienced with the experience. And I think that's what he's going to be able to bring to the table is to be able to to have that ability to get guys on the team to mesh together like that, to to put it out on the ice and be able to perform. And and I think you know obviously it's not going to turn out, you know the the Red Wings aren't going to win the cup anytime soon. Let's be honest here. But I I think mm-hmm. the the next two I think not this year but the year after. So year two I think is going to be very telling of where Lalonde is and if he's up to the task because this year I think you know there's still a couple more pieces that need to be added with the Red Wings. But I I think that this was the best possible choice for the Red Wings at this point in time. I think I mean. I think he's got a, a three-year window, man. Yeah. Because I think Red Wing fans are getting a little impatient, you know, yeah. a little bit. I, I think they're trusting the process and fine. All right, you want to go get your – like, you've gotten the players. Yeah. And you're going to continue to get players, obviously, and they might have a really good offseason when it comes to free agents. Yeah. There's some names that you're hearing that might go there. If they can, can nail this free agent period and maybe next year's, and get good draft picks, and the draft picks that you've already made come up, and they've developed a little bit more, um, and you ha- now you have the brand new head coach, and sometimes that is what the team needs to just you know get to the next level. If it doesn't happen in three years, where you I'm not saying win the cup, but see significant progress where you are competing for at least like Eastern Conference Finals, yeah. and I know that's a big ask because they they haven't sniffed that stuff for years. But I just feel like the, the the Red Wings have been given the benefit of the doubt for so many years to keep this thing progressing. And it is. And if you ask me, it's at a little bit slower pace than if I was a Red Wing fan, I'd be happy with. Yeah. I understand it. But okay, like what other moves do you need to make now? You know what I mean? Like how if this guy doesn't work out, and I'm not saying it is, and I, you know, I wish him luck. And I, I would assume with all the talent you have there, you can get there relatively quickly. But what if it doesn't? Red Wing fans just have to throw their hands up and just say, like, what else do we need? What else can can possibly come in here to turn this thing around? I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a fun thing to watch over the, ne- the course of the next couple seasons because, let's admit it, I'm an Avalanche fan. The league is better when the Red Wings are are competitive. It just is. Yeah, you say that because they're not in the West anymore, so you don't have to worry about them playing in your division either. Uh, yeah, where yeah, true. But I, you deal with them. I, you know, I'm, I'm probably uh, one last point to add to that, but I, I think, you know, if you're – I think maybe if you're Steve Yeiserman, and this might be a little too out of the box, but if I'm Steve Yeiserman, I think I, I go a little bit aggressive in free agency. I don't make, I don't, I don't make stupid, you know, decisions. I, I, don't, I don't misuse my money. But maybe you make a phone call to Johnny Gradeau's, uh agent and, and test the waters a little bit, you know, maybe say, hey, you want to be part of uh, the up and coming here in Detroit and play for an original six team. And I know you and I, we don't really put a lot of stock into that, but there are people that mm. really, you know, 
you, you float the you float the phrase original six towards them and and that means something so you know who knows maybe maybe stevie y will shock the world and make a big free agent sign in this offseason who are you uh after i've been hearing malkin uh, I also heard Jero, uh, so I don't know. Jero, excuse me. So, oh really? Yeah, Pardon, man, but that's not. You know, uh, that, that's a good. That would be a good signing, but come on, like he's he's getting to the end of the road here. Um, but even Malkin, I mean, he's he's thirty five. Uh, that that would be a good signing for you know to bring in a a, a good. Name. That'd be a, yeah. That'd be like a good yeah. two year contract that can still have. play. Let's yeah, really, you know, like he he would be one of the best guys on that. One of the best guys on that team. They have a lot of yeah. good young talent, but he's coming in with a lot of experience. If that right. would happen, yeah. we'll see. Uh, I love I love this time of year. I love the draft. I love free agency. Even you know if the Az might lose some guys and and not sign as many um i still love it i just seen i love seeing the dynamic of uh teams moving around and trying to like fortify their their rosters and and become a player again like guys like the red wings so all right man uh that's gonna wrap it up for today we are back at our normal thursday time slot um yeah and we'll be back next week anything's happening around the league you can rest assured that we will be discussing it i don't think we're gonna do any we did always did the power ranking thing on thursday but there's no no use to do that. But we will have the argument. We can finally yeah. have the argument. Should the Avs be number one going into next year? We Ooh. love that conversation. I love it. <laughs> so uh, thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day, everybody. That is always appreciated. You can follow me over at the L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche Twitter page and Lockdown Avalanche on Twitter and our YouTube channel. And where can they find the next mixtape? The next mixtape's at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-T-8-N-K. Go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel for Locked on Lightning. Uh, We have a ton to unpack uh, in the coming weeks about what the Lightning need to do. Should they re-sign their vets? Should they invest in their their young guns that they have up in the the minors? uh, Just a lot to unpack. And they finally have a first-round draft pick for the first time in a couple of seasons. As yes. it, right? Yeah, they traded away okay. for uh, Blake Coleman and uh, Barkley Goodrow. So, lots, lot to unpack. So, uh, excited to see what happens in the coming weeks. And, and hopefully, uh, the Lightning will have some money to pay the bills. <laughs> so, keep the lights on. But keep the lights on. All right. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again. It's always appreciated. And uh, we will see you guys next Thursday.